Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Hi there, and welcome to Spirit School of Ministry and our podcast. And we welcome you here today. And today we want to discuss some things that we want you to be part of and understand and, and come to an understanding uh, with God's head, God's brain, not just ours. We're going to discuss that. God's brain. God's brain. Yeah, yeah. he's got a brain. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Before we go too far, yeah, this is Pastor David, <laughs> Hi. who's always funny and <laughs> laughing, and and this is Liz Jones. Hello. And yeah, and we're trying. Nice voice. That was a hello. <laughs> that was a good good thing. That's great. But um, today, what we'd like to discuss is what is it to be led by the Spirit? Mm-hmm. Pretty simple question, huh? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't cause any confusion or problems. Is but what does that mean, and and what does it look like in uh, in our lives? What does it look like in Christianity? What does it look like everywhere in the world? And so I'll begin by just asking both of you. I'll ask Liz first. What do you think it is to be led by the Spirit of God? I think it's. I mean, it's exactly what it <laughs> what it says that there is an acknowledgement that um, there is someone sent to guide your steps. Holy Spirit was sent to guide. Jesus sent him to guide us, to be our guide. And so um, in order to be spirit-led, I think there is a there is a relinquishing of our own thoughts, mm-hmm. our own ideas, mm-hmm. our own, even our own um, right to determine our path. And so I think that's the very basic um, beginning point is acknowledging like, oh, I I actually can't figure all of this out on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to. And there was a perfect guide that was sent to actually help me mm-hmm. um, determine how my life is supposed to move forward. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting statement you made about uh, we're not supposed to determine our own path. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably should unpack that a little more. But, uh, you know, what about, you know, Bible talking about my determined purpose? So it's my purpose, my determined purpose. Uh, how does that look? Is that locked up in the yielding to him where we bring our uh, determination, our purpose in line with Holy Spirit? So he's leading. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think God determines your purpose and then Mm -hmm. you bring your determination to it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So he, he sets your, your purpose, your identity, you're the reason for existing. Um, Mm -hmm. and Holy Spirit is the one who is sent to guide you into that because we don't always see it clearly. We don't always know ourselves fully. Yeah. And he's set there to reveal to us how we're supposed to walk. But then we also, I believe, have to bring our faith to that. We have to bring our mm-hmm. determination, our commitment, our perseverance yeah. to that. Yeah. Very good. Because a spirit at its most basic level puts you under its influence. You can see that on a, you know, we can think of alcoholic spirits. Like people say you're under the influence mm-hmm. of that spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, what an amazing thing, by the way, that God would send his own spirit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, you aren't, you guys aren't just going to figure it out yourself mm-hmm. because we saw how that worked. You know, right. <laughs> so if any of us have had a past and we're, we're right. hey, I think I'll try to make the right decisions here. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. And it doesn't necessarily lead you towards fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And God said, I'm, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, the spirit of adoption. I'm going to connect you to the Father, to, to the heart of God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and the fear of the Lord. It's, it's this incredible person that we get to have a relationship with, and he will influence us. It's like having a best friend or somebody like a spouse or somebody that's so close to you. You can't help but be changed 
by your proximity to them. And so, um, like Liz said, though, when you, when you see that influence, you can resist, Mm -hmm. you can dig in your heels or you can, you can get in the saddle. Like you can say, all right, like, (laughs) where are we going here? I I will have to surrender. I will maybe not know where this is headed. Mm -hmm. That's always the challenge to me. I I really like that. And I, I believe in, uh, a lot of times people have a hard time with Holy Spirit because to a lot of people, they address him like an it, mm-hmm. right? Rather right. than the person mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. And because of that, he becomes kind of ethereal, mm-hmm. something, you know, that you can't. And and we know he's a, he's a spirit. <laughs> so he's yeah. he can be very, if you will, ethereal, you know, <laughs> wind, uh, mm-hmm. you know, those guys. But yet so present yeah. because it's the person of God himself. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I believe a lot of times people have a hard time being led by the spirit because the way they think of him, yeah. the way they approach him, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's like kind of like this floating cloud and they're never yeah. quite sure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how to touch it, how to access it, you know? And, and I think a lot of people, um, believe that being led by the spirit is an emotional, mm. um, experience, yes. you know, where it's like my, I, I feel it and I feel the spirit and I feel him leading me or I feel his presence. And in reality, and there may be sometimes of that, but in, mm-hmm. in reality, it's a very, um, it's a very sure thing that bypasses your emotions, bypasses your temporary mm-hmm. circumstances, your outlook on things. And, um, Holy spirit is, he's a very, he is a very present help. You know, he's yes. very, he is very <laughs> present. He is the person mm-hmm. of God with you in that moment. He's not just this floating cloud that you're trying to like experience somehow. <laughs> He's like a a friend sitting next to you speaking to you. And yeah. it can be that yeah. sure. Yeah, I like that. It's like it's not something you're trying to access. Yeah. That you have no way because you're tangible and mm-hmm. it live in life. Like how do you access that? So people have such a hard time uh just recognizing him. Mm-hmm. And I believe just like we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, um, just like we receive the Father as our Father, which is a whole different thing, mm-hmm. actually. Um, you know, I believe we're we're responsible to receive Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. yeah. like just to actually um, welcome Him into our lives, not just be kind of floaty the cloud around our lives that we poke at and go, "I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what that all is." Mm-hmm rather than what he all is and how he operates and yeah. what what his what his mind is like mm-hmm. and so uh, the tangible component of god even in spirit form yeah you know yeah. let me ask you pastor bob what yes. does it mean to you to be led by the spirit how do you see that so for me it's fairly simple actually uh because i believe i'm best led by the spirit when what I receive from the Spirit, I test against the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when I, whenever you, uh, I test it. Like you had mentioned something earlier about our emotions, which are wonderful things. Mm-hmm. They are great things. They're not designed to lead, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're more like designed to be like the caboose in a train that follows. They're great. They're wonderful. They're not something like we should go. Oh, you're emotional. That's a horrible thing. No, I think we're, God made us you know, all together. But that's not the thing that we determine his leading with, yeah. the spirit of God's leading with. Mm-hmm. And so for me, my 
um, safe zone, if you will, if, it, if there is a safe zone. And I believe being led by the Spirit is can be fairly risky, <laughs> by the way, just so you know, and completely sure at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right? So risky because you're walking out on an edge that you don't do normally in your flesh with your mind, you know, reasoning everything, everything having to be perfect, and but being touched by his him, okay, and being influenced by him and then also seeing him in a way that you don't normally see him. I believe that I'm trying to give you try to answer your question about what that means to me because mm-hmm. it comes like that and mm-hmm. it doesn't always come with some giant bright light out of heaven and just right. <laughs> I love making those sounds. <laughs> but, you know, um, it, it it can't. It shouldn't because uh, it could, by the way. I'm not going to I'm not going to disavow that that could happen, but if you're relying on only that or if you're relying on just your feelings, you're probably going to miss out on being led by the Spirit of God. Right. Yeah. Because being led by the Spirit's about communication. That's not mm-hmm. about feeling. So if I, we're having a conversation mm-hmm. right now, I can receive your communication without necessarily feeling anything. And I can do something that you ask me to do. And so being led by the Spirit at its fundamental level is trust and obey. There's yeah. no other way to be happy in Jesus. Like you have to trust and obey. <laughs> you and he's going to song. It, that would be amazing. <laughs> I feel like I can even make the melody right now. <laughs> trust and obey. That's like the, the Baptist choir was good. Um, that song's amazing, by the way. I don't mm-hmm. want to belittle that, but um, it's so true to the heart of God. Is he's like, I'm just trying to talk with you, and I, I want to share things with you, and I'm going to ask you to do things, and you can ask me to do things. And it's this this two way conversation of ask yeah. me in my name, and I'll do it. Um, and so there, sometimes like you're mentioning emotion, absolutely. There's emotions that come with, you know, taking a risk and obeying mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. walking in the spirit. There's peace and joy in the Holy spirit, not right. just righteousness. But like you said, obedience usually precedes that him revealing something by his word or by, um, you know, an impression or however the Holy spirit leads you, which might be something that we talk about, um, receiving that and then doing it. That's what's going to cause fulfillment and certain emotions to come in. They'll usually follow, like you said. I think that I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, I think also it's interesting because um, I believe a lot of people encounter Holy Spirit, but because they don't obey Holy Spirit, (laughs) I mean, after a while, he's like, it's like a person, right, talking to you. It's like, Mm -hmm. hey, you should do this. I see this really clearly. By the way, my job is to tell you that this Mm -hmm. is the right way to do it. Like, you know, God sent me to lead you (laughs) and then you don't. And then um, I think you get into places of like grieving the Holy Spirit. I know those are Mm. kind of rough things, you know, tough, you know, uh, uh, where we, it's, he's a friend, (laughs) you know, he is, he's a friend that actually is supposed to stick closer to brother. He's, he's supposed to be there and he's supened to be our guide. Yeah. Right. And well, that happened to me once. He kept speaking to me. It was just one once. before I. No, no, no. The, but, um, where he kept speaking to me and like things I was supposed to prophesy, you know, or supposed to give. And I didn't right. for a while. I've never had that happen. Yeah, I know. No. I know. It's just me. Just me. Yeah. Um, and then one day it stopped. And I was like, it was kind of weird because I've been hearing things like really regularly. And I was like, I, I was like, this is weird. Like I'm not hearing anything. And I'd like, try to like, try to hear, you know, like you put on your, your, on your receptors, ear. like, you know, and, and finally I was like, I was like, Lord, why are, you know, Holy Spirit, why aren't you speaking to me anymore? And he's like, why would I keep telling you things? You're not doing anything yeah. with it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, people God. are like, oh, so. I love that because you hear this term a lot and people are always saying, we want an open heaven. And yeah. I understand the concept mm -hmm. of that. I understand there's a greatness in that. I, I'm not going to, you know, trash it completely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, apparently we have an open heaven within us if we have Holy Spirit with us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. brought it himself right. to earth. Right. <laughs> and, and Jesus so, opened heaven for us. Yes. Yes. If we believe that. Right. Yeah. You have to believe it. You have to believe it. You have to enter in. And also, I, I liked where Pastor David was going with that, and that is the the obedience part of it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you can feel like, you know, every little wind that comes by is Holy Spirit telling mm -hmm. you, you know, the dog barked and, oh, that was Holy Spirit. Oh, this mm -hmm. happened. You know, a bird flew in. It was, you know, oh, it's Holy Spirit. Could be. <laughs> dove. Could be. It was a dove. It was a yes. dove. It could be. And it many, and I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, disavow. I mean, it may be at times. Right. But if that's the only way right. that you can tap, you know, tap into Holy Spirit or let me put it this way, allow him to tap into you, mm -hmm. right? Where you be open, receptive, you know, receiver for, of him. Um, then you, you know, really you want some other kind of thing leading you. You actually don't want him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you want the spirit of whimsicalness to lead you. Yes. I'm just free. I just do whatever. Yeah. God said, uh, one thing that um, God challenged me on a lot recently is, to not just say God showed me something because we can have this, you know, as charismatic Christians or people that are filled with the spirit, yeah. walking in the spirit. It's easy to think every thought that comes in your mind is the spirit and it, it falsely legitimizes things too right. soon that haven't been weighed and they haven't been judged. They haven't been tested against God's word. They haven't been put under authority. They haven't been brought to counsel. And you're just saying, oh yeah, God showed me I should do this. And uh, my wife was very faithful to say, you know, to me, like a lot of times you say God's showing you something but then you won't always follow through with that. So how do we know that it's really God, right? And oh so boy, why we really have to get on that space? <laughs> and so, um, you know, like a spouse is the role of the Holy Spirit. Like it's supposed to, <laughs> the spouse is supposed to come alongside and comfort and also correct and lead you into truth. Um, and so I think it's important as spirit-led people that we bridle our tongue and how we talk about being led with the Spirit so that when we represent ourselves as being led by the Spirit, people believe that. And it's not just, oh, this person always says that it's the Spirit, and they always are flying off the handle, and sometimes they don't even do the things that they say the Holy Spirit said. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, I, I actually believe yeah. that a lot of times, not all the times, but a lot of times when people say that, uh, they want to uh, self-validate mm -hmm. and uh, uh, legitimize what they're about to say and bring it to a place where it's beyond dispute. Yeah. It's beyond... Uh, discernment beyond correction it's like god showed me so mm -hmm. that's that right <laughs> it's like great god showed you and now we all right un, end of story you know and that that will happen and we've all run into that mm -hmm. with uh, people that we counsel and stuff they mm -hmm. come in and like god showed me and you're like oh so why am i here <laughs> I guess we don't need yeah. and, and 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 so liz i want to ask you this and that is uh being led by the spirit does that ever happen through a person another person like another person, yeah. I've had yeah. other people speak to me, and I knew it was God speaking to me. Yeah. And sometimes it has nothing to do, actually. We're not talking about the Lord at all. Right. Sometimes it's not even a, a believer, right. which is really weird. Oh, yeah. Um, and they start speaking to me, 
and I and they're just saying something, but it's like it's answering a question that I had been talking mm-hmm. to the Lord about, you know, and it's very and they don't know, but sure. I know. I know God's speaking to me in that in that yeah. moment. And he's giving me, he's giving me the answer. He's giving me direction. He's giving me um guidance through that. I, the reason I ask that is because mm-hmm. to bring this out of that weird ethereal realm mm-hmm. that people keep being led by the spirit in, that little box, I mm-hmm. think it is. It's a little mystical box. And bring it into tangible because it could be fairly mystical to us. Mm-hmm. He could. He can also be very normal, natural in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think about, you know, the uh the well, the people of Israel when they were marching through the desert for 40 years. At the end of all that, I mean the Bible tells us, it says that during that whole time, besides the fact that they had the mystical things, fire by night cloud by day to protect them yeah and besides the fact that they had food you know Mm -hmm. delivered they had the the uber guy come with uber eats (laughs) deliver every every day except on the sabbath (laughs) but you know you gotta chick-fil-a yeah chick-fil-a on the sabbath (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, but but the deal was besides all that seeing all that what i would say pretty mystical right Mm -hmm. i mean if you walk outside our building here and there's you know fire in the air and you're like hmm and every day it's like that and it protects you right right right. they had that regularly but they also had the angel of the lord with them guiding them Mm -hmm. the entire time Mm -hmm. the bible tells us Mm -hmm. and so here you have this and i always look at that like well was he like there just tangible like one of the people in the midst of them guiding him the Bible said, you know, makes it sound like, hey, this, you know, the angel of the Lord was there guiding them. You know, hey, we're going that way, as well as the mystical components, the you know, right. the fire and the and the cloud and the and the manna, and you know, I, I get that, I get all that part. But that was physically true with Joshua and the commander of the yes. Lord's army, and he's like, oh, I'm here, bow down, you know, <laughs> right? So it, was, it wasn't too ambivalent. wasn't there, It wasn't so. too mystical. <laughs> no. But and that's why I was I was uh, speaking and playing off of what you're saying about. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people just disregard Holy Spirit speaking, guiding us through other people. Yeah. Like, and uh, and what about um, uh, being taught of the Lord by Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. We a lot of times people just disavow that somebody else could actually teach them mm-hmm. something they didn't know, like that is, or something they had a different take on, or something. And, uh, but that's who he actually is. That's actually being led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, if we're unwilling to receive from yeah. Holy Spirit through people, we should disregard the Bible <laughs> then, right? Yes. Essentially, because yes. that is the inspired word of God through people. Yeah. Yes. That was what it took to get that into our hands today. And God didn't, he still works that way. He still inspires people to speak to us, his his purposes, his plans, as well as speaks directly to us. We, yes. we understand that. Right. But there's um it one doesn't um the two aren't aren't competing against each other. Yeah. You know, there's there's one and the same. So good. And because they people wrote, men wrote as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. And those are a few tools I, I wanted to bring out if you're listening to this and you say like, okay, well I'm I feel like I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. Well, he's not going to contradict himself and he's mm-hmm. not going to interrupt himself. So if mm-hmm. you have something on your heart that Pastor Bob mentioned that's anti-scripture, the Holy Spirit breathed out scripture. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So the Holy Spirit's not going to go back. He's God. He doesn't change. He's not going to contradict. He doesn't do himself. revisions. <laughs> uh, some would think he does, but he's not. he does not. Um, yeah. Um, the other thing, he doesn't interrupt himself. So if somebody's speaking the word of God, they're an anointed teacher. They're spirit led. God's not going to lead you to interrupt them. Stand up, pray in tongues in front of everyone. Stand up and yell a prophecy out. Like there's an order. Wow. He's not interrupting his his means of delivering, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a time and a place for all that. It mm-hmm. happens with under authority. It happens according to wisdom, led by the word. So he'll never contradict himself. He'll never interrupt himself. So you have to keep that in mind. I, I love that. So what you're saying, what I'm hearing you say is that um, just like Liz was saying earlier, we have to be yielded to Holy Spirit to bring us into truth, to guide us, uh, to bring us into really deep spiritual things. We also have to be yielded when he's either using somebody else mm-hmm. to bring you, mm-hmm. or he just happens to be teaching the whole crowd by something he's doing. <laughs> yeah, right. He may be doing something sovereign in the in you know in a group. Yeah, um, and we have to be yielded to that to be able to be okay with that and actually accept that. Mm-hmm. And I like what you're saying, Pastor David. That you know it would be like in a a, a church service. You know, someone's you know given the word of the Lord and then somebody just interrupts him. Says, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> you know, I, I feel, I feel this thing happening that we should all be dancing around right now. And and meanwhile, God's using somebody to speak the word of the Lord at that time. And so things aren't like Paul says being done decently and in order. They're being done kind of radically crazy. <laughs> and of yeah. course that's the spirit of God, right? Because right. it's crazy, unhinged, and has no right. confusing. Whoa. It's confusing and it has no it has no mm-hmm. guidance to it. It's just yeah. random. Everybody, every you know, kind of like the old testament, everybody doing what's right in their own eyes. Right. I think that is a misconception about Holy Spirit that is it's just random. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like God is so not like that. Yeah. He's uh, he may not be predictable according to your um, your plans, but he's never random. Yes. He's very intentional. Yeah. And if we're paying attention, we lock into that. <laughs> we're paying you attention know? to his intention. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Praise God. Whoa. <laughs> that was good. That was yeah. good. Woo. I have a question for you guys. How does someone begin to learn to be led by the spirit? Read the Bible. Oh. Read the Bible a lot every single day because it's like if you want to learn. All right, so I'll give another <laughs> nerd point here is um, if you read an author like a ton, like mm-hmm. if all you do is read one author, mm-hmm. then you like you'll you'll recognize how they write. Like you'll mm-hmm. get their voice, quote unquote. There's a voice. Yeah. So if you're a literary person and all you do is read one author and then you're reading through scraps of stuff from various authors, you'll pick out who that author is because they have a voice. And so the more that you read his word, which is always there, it's 66 books worth of love letters to you. Mm-hmm. And that will prepare you for when he speaks to you in the moment. If you already know how he speaks and what his heart is and what he's revealed, you've you've taken responsibility to say, I value you as a person, Lord. Well, three persons, one God. You know, I value right. you. <laughs> um, and I'm going to actually read and meditate on the things that you've given. You're going to recognize when it's him mm-hmm. because you'll you'll constantly be testing it by the word. It won't be something where you receive something and you have to go pick up your Bible and look and make sure. It'll happen real quick. You'll you'll know what his voice is. So does that um to me that was how I learned. It was mm-hmm. just like to internalize scripture, which again is God breathed. Yeah. And so when God breathes to you in the moment, you, okay, I get this. I know this. Well, you know? I want to 
Well, he just took my answer, but he's <laughs> he's, he's a lot he's 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 a lot better at speaking than I am. But um, the reality is, uh, it's a little saying we have, you know, that the spirit of God won't lead you where the word of God won't keep you. Mm-hmm. So I believe this, you know, the spirit, the son, the word, mm-hmm. and the father, they're they're one. Mm-hmm. They're they're separate, but one, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't contradict each other. Right. Okay. So if you get to know one of them really well, you probably get to know all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, God's way of getting us to know him is the word of God. It's not just some random thing that, you know, comes out of heaven. And Mm -hmm. we might come to God that way. Like Paul, you know, he had a lot of knowledge of the word before he actually came to God (laughs) or God came to him, you Mm -hmm. know, and God exploded out of heaven. But with all that knowledge, he's, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't know God. But once we come to know God, which by the way, in our day comes from the word of God, that's, you know, there's initial coming to him but then getting to know him through the word when you know him and it's something that pastor dave was talking about that's uh, in my mind i remember someone mentioning once that people who look at like a counterfeit dollar mm-hmm. and they recognize the way they recognize a counterfeit dollar is to actually study the real thing mm-hmm. and when you study the real thing and you know what the real thing looks like you're absolutely sure what the real thing looks like. When something's counterfeit, you recognize it because it doesn't look like the real thing. Yeah. And the Bible, the same thing with the Bible. If you're, I love that, just start reading the Bible every day. <laughs> yeah. Want yeah. to be led by the Spirit? Just start there. Yeah. Um, because then you have an anchor to your soul. You have a place to begin and to discern. Because with anything of the Spirit, there must be discernment. God requires requires that of us requires yielding and it requires discernment i think that's so important what you're saying um well okay so starting with the word um i think sometimes people have a misconception like well i start by reading the word and when i get really good at reading the word then i can start to talk to holy spirit (laughs) the reality is holy spirit will speak to you through the word right so when you're when you're reading the bible and it comes al- like when it comes alive to you and it mm-hmm. it speaks to you that's holy spirit right yes. he's breathing on it he's inspiring that word to come alive to you in that mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. and so there is this um just to encourage people who feel like maybe they are not quite sure how to hear holy mm-hmm. spirit if you're reading the bible and it's coming alive to you you're hearing from holy spirit right. that's mm-hmm. that's how it works that, because yeah. holy spirit is inspirational. Yes. He breathes life into mm-hmm. the word. Mm-hmm. He bring that's why uh Jesus promised, right? I'll send my, you know the spirit from the father and he will, you know, he's a comforter, he's a guide, but he will also lead you into all truth. Yeah. yeah. That's you know, in its rawest form, it's the word, obviously the written word, but it's also the truth him to to God. <laughs> and so and then you, uh, how we understand God has to be under the inspiration of God or else we will just understand him through our own natural mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he wants to breathe on our natural mind so that we we have a vision and a view of him that's inspired by Holy Spirit. 
to actually see him for who he is. This is why, you know, having eyes they heard not, having ears they didn't hear. The Holy Spirit breathes on you mm -hmm. so that you have eyes to actually see, recognize, and like Pastor David said earlier, obey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, there's that, that's the inspiration. It's not inspiration to just have head knowledge. Yeah. It can't be that or it just dies there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about people who are are trying to get um, guidance from Holy Spirit in maybe ways that aren't directly answered in the Bible? Things like, should I marry this person or this person? Should I go to this church or this church? Should I go to college or, hmm. you know, do this trade or you know what i'm saying right. like the very like some of these very practical ways right. we want to be led by holy spirit but you know you're not going to open in the bible it's going to be like go to college don't go to trade school or you know what i mean some of those things mm -hmm. but obviously we know that holy spirit he's interested right. in every detail of our life he does have a determined um, path and purpose for us mm -hmm. so how does someone go about <laughs> to getting holy spirit answers to some of life's mm -hmm. questions Oh, wow. You defer to me. You've defer done a lot more you. counseling than I have. But, um, I've done a lot so, uh, more life than you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. A lot so you can, uh, you can clean up this stuff. But when I, um, when I want to seek God personally, um, you know, I go by Romans 12. It says, be renewed in, in your, your minds that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, mm -hmm. acceptable, and perfect. Mm -hmm. And so really it's to read the word, know the character of God, be in relationship with God and try stuff. And just see, right? But if you're if you're getting to the point, <laughs> try it like try yeah. it out or yeah, like, like test uh, it. Test yeah. it. Like, okay, it's not like it try marrying this person. No, no. That doesn't <laughs> work. Like, Go to that somebody one. else. <laughs> right. That's good. That's a good correction there. Okay. Um, if you really, if it's like a one and done of like, wow, it's my whole life. Like it's right. obviously really important. You should get counsel from other people, other right. perspectives, the people that have the Holy Spirit. Um, but a great word that I got um, by listening to Reinhard Bonnke was he said that he'll fast and he'll pray mm -hmm. um, until he's neutral. So if mm -hmm. he has two things that he could do that are both good, right? If one's bad, shouldn't do that, okay? Um, if both are good, like college or trade school, they're both good. Um, marry this person or remain single, they're both good, First mm -hmm. Corinthians 7, right? Mm -hmm. um, pray until you're neutral about it, until your agenda is out of the way. Fasting helps, it starves mm -hmm. out your flesh, and you're like, okay, God, like, what is, what is this? And then when you're neutral, you can hear his voice a lot more clearly and say, yeah. okay, really this is his will, not mine to be done. So, um, you know, if I'm following my own advice, I'll do those things, try to, um, <laughs> fast, go neutral, get counsel. Um, you know, make sure I'll, if, if I, if I think this college is the one for me, I have to apply to it. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, well, God said, I'm going to do it. Like you actually have right. to test and see right. if that's open to you, if that door is open. Well, so what I would also, you say, Pastor? I would Bob? also, uh, uh I, for me, uh, being led by Holy Spirit um, in my life on, on serious decisions that you have to make, mm -hmm. um, I always look at first, what are the principles of God? Mm -hmm. Okay, because a lot of what happens in our lives, some of those decisions are more, I would say, pattern-oriented, more than principle-oriented. They're, they're things that the principles of God have to speak to that. Uh, and so it's not always so clean, right? It's not always like, yes, marry that girl. <laughs> you know, right. it's like, you know, it's not like that. But there are principles in God that, you know, uh, well, I think if like King Solomon 
had followed the principles of God, he might have not married a whole bunch of unbelievers. <laughs> you Only know? a thousand of them. Only a thousand. He got by. You know, he got by with that. He was trying that. it out. <laughs> he was trying it out. That you didn't know, work. Get rid of A lot of, of them didn't work Get out. A, a lot, lot of them, didn't, them work. didn't work out. And his heart didn't work out in the long yeah. run, right? Yeah. And so the reality is, the, and, and I, like I said, what I'm speaking to here is we have principles from the Word of God. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and other people, you know. And what does that actually start to look like in, in our everyday life? And how do we apply that principle into life? So if I'm falling, you know, someone's out there thinking about getting married and uh, the guy or the girl that they're looking at marrying is an unbeliever, like doesn't know Jesus, I would say maybe there's a little flag that should go up and see if they actually first would come test Come to Jesus. Date him. <laughs> date, date him without marrying There's such There was such this weird dating culture. Like I just had to, uh, yeah. like I grew up in it where it was like, God's going to tell you that you're going to marry the person before you even ask them out. Right. And you're going to ask their dad for permission. Right. It was like so bad. You could not even test if you like, really? Yeah. Who's, someone said that to you? No, no, no. I, well. Or you knew you were going <laughs> to marry, I did, you gonna marry a guy. I do. I, I did. I knew I was going to marry Joe before I mar- before we even started dating. Holy Spirit told me. But then you dated him. Right? <laughs> Did you tell him right I, away? No, but I told I told my pastor. Okay. And she was like, "Really? Does he know that?" And I was like, yeah. "Not yet, but he will." Okay. But you didn't go <laughs> to him. Way. You didn't just. Go I did right not to go him. to him okay, and good. tell him. Yeah. We're gonna get married. I already nice. know. By no, the way, I've not. seen that fail before. <laughs> Miserably fail when the people do that when they go. But yeah, I believe. It's God. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I believe God will show people. And mm. by the way, when that happened, you were baby Christian that had never read the word of God, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you were just totally oblivious to God and his leading. And you, you know, the, you were like, Oh, a Bible. Oh, that's what that means. Right. Yeah. That's how new you were to Jesus. Yes. I, I, I had a relationship with Jesus. Had a release, I yeah. had a relationship with my pastor. Yeah. Oh. He was a man who loved the Lord. You know, he there was, were some yeah, good, was a, good principles. <laughs> there some principles. principles. He had a great truck <laughs> at the time. Yeah. He did have a good truck, he so did. that's a good. There were good principles in place. You know, yeah. had stud, if man. he had had a you know a Jeep, I would have said I that would have sealed the deal <laughs> for you, right? <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but the deal is this: um, those principles matter. They matter a lot mm-hmm. because those principles in Liz's case, actually guided her, Yeah. right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they didn't, even though she knew this from Holy Spirit, or at least was beginning to hear from him this mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. she didn't just completely act on it immediately without, I'm going to just put this like testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the test, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of times people, they go from hearing to skip the test and let's just do Mm-hmm. And I understand, by the way, and this is the other side of that coin, a lot of people can get stuck in the test. Mm. Like, I got to test that. I got to have 14 people say this. I have to see a big bird fly in. There has to be a sign from heaven. There has mm-hmm. to be a big cross in the in the heavens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can do, you can think that's the right way to test. Or my feelings have to line up with this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. how I, I, it has to really settle well in my soul. Then, and all of those things, could be good things and could be horrible things mm-hmm. where they just keep you on the back burner waiting all yeah. the time rather than actually uh, taking a risk and acting. Mm-hmm. But the risk is not just a flagrant weird risk. It's some, it's still guided. 
by yeah. Holy Spirit. It's not, you know, in the risk taking, that is not a, like I said, that's not uh, just random and weird and no cover and outside of, you know, counsel. And that's the wrong way to be led by Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Anybody who does that, I would just go on record saying they're having some real issues with God because there are going to be times when they believe they heard from Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and they didn't. Yeah. It's true. They just didn't. And and if anybody thinks that, you know, I got the, the corner on that and I, everything I hear from Holy Spirit is absolute and it's going to happen right this moment, mm -hmm. then you, there's some issues that happen with that. Yeah. I think, yeah, definitely. Even if you did hear from Holy Spirit, um, there is the whole issue of timing and implementation mm -hmm. and all of those things. And that's where the covering of counsel, like Pastor David mentioned, is so critical. It's not a, it's not to, um, squash anybody's reception of Holy Spirit or, or obedience to it is to actually help you do it in a great way to be completely successful in what right. the Lord is showing you. And it's a wonderful thing. And yeah. um, I completely agreed too with what you're saying about just being neutral that when it comes to it, um, especially those hard decisions and, and places where your soul is kind of mixed into things and your mm -hmm. own desires and dreams and all of that, to be able to take the time to completely be emptied out is so important yeah. so that you are, you really have like, you've laid down your, mm. <laughs> any, any desire, any ambition, any of that, any, any desire for your own way, or even what you thought God said to you. If you can just come to the point where you can just lay that all down. And sometimes mm. that takes a process, right. Of being emptied out yeah. and yielding and submitting and letting the Lord test your heart. But finally getting to that that neutral place, that yielded empty place, then you can really hear. You can yeah, really so. hear in an unhindered, unfiltered way, and it will bring peace. It brings peace to your soul. So I want to yeah. talk about some of that. I want to ask that specifically of mm -hmm. both of you. Um, you talk about that time of just emptying, mm -hmm. okay? Um, is that like three and a half minutes? Is that like, <laughs> right? Is that like, okay, I woke up this morning and from, I prayed in tongues from 7.05 to 7.10, I'm done. I'm emptied now. Mm -hmm. Now everything I hear is mm -hmm. God. What about when you're resolving something in your soul that you believe you've heard from God? Mm -hmm. how, how long does it take you to empty yourself? Uh, <laughs> it's been a couple of years yes, <laughs> now for me right. <laughs> recently. Yeah. In all seriousness. No, no. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. people want to so, know what that's like. Because I believe people yeah. don't take the time to empty themselves. Actually, they're so caught up in their own purpose, their own dream, their own what they have. And some of those could be God dreams, right? Some of yeah. those can be God purposes. Yeah. But they're so vested in that that they're unwilling to take the time to just stop, wait on God. Mm -hmm. empty them and the emptying is not when you say that i don't know if our listeners you know how they how they approach that because that's not a simple thing because yeah. now you have to start to put to really put to death mm -hmm. your thinking mm -hmm. the way you think yeah and and your hopes and your aspirations mm -hmm. and and i'm not saying give up all your hopes and all your aspirations and your right. dream and no god you know, God's made us that way. And it's a great thing. Actually, it mm -hmm. inspires us to do things. But when you're emptying yourself to see if this be God or not, mm -hmm. how do you do that? Well, I would just say you're filled with the spirit to the degree you're empty of yourself. 
And like Andrew Murray said, if you're something, God cannot be all. Like as long as you're anything, God cannot be all. And we're talking in this podcast about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so, yeah, that can happen quickly. I think to me it depends the level to which I'm invested in some dream. Like that's how long it'll take to be emptied of it. Mm -hmm. If I don't really care, like, oh, I had a plan for the day, but I don't really care about it, it's easy to just give it up and follow the Spirit to do something different. Let him rearrange the day. Let him do something. Mm -hmm. But if it was some lifelong dream or some really closely held pursuit that needs to yield in order to prioritize him, and intimacy and communion and calling that he has for me, it may take longer. It doesn't have to because it's all, you know, the Lord does it. I mean, we empty ourselves. We put ourselves in a posture where we say, Lord, search me and empty me and show me what needs to go. Mm -hmm. But also God will empty you. Like if you, if you put yourself in his hand, um, he'll bring enemies to do it. Like he'll bring friends to do it. He'll bring traitors to do it. He'll bring, um, you know, circumstances to do it. He'll bring, uh, encouragements from his word, you know, that, that give you a sense of like, Hey, it'll be worth it when you give this up, like I'm worth it. Um, but it's, it's a process that you partner with God in because you have to be willing to put something on the altar and kill it. And you take a while to get there and, you know, it's, um, and God will help you like I'm saying. Um, but without that yieldedness, without that, that emptiness, there is no filling. There's only a partial, like there, there really is a restriction there. Uh, the spirit is to some degree resisted as long as your ego's there. And, um, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I tend to be pretty egotistical, so it, it can take <laughs> pretty long for, for God to, um, to highlight everything that has to go so that it can be Christ living in us. Yeah. yeah. And that, that yeah. means something to you. Like, when you go through the process, the scriptures mean something to you. Like, when Paul says, I no longer live, it's Christ that lives in me. Mm -hmm. there were, Paul went through a lot of stuff. He was beat to pulp. And he was grilled mm -hmm. by people he was cast out he was rejected yeah. he lost all things and he counted them as rubbish because he said on the other side of it is the pleroma the fullness of god <laughs> right not just a bit of god not just a portion but the fullness of god and we're all seeking that like i don't think anybody is there except maybe in moments or you know spurts but we're pursuing that's what discipleship is yeah, yeah. Some, i think thoughts. i think too that um a lot of times we focus on holy spirit um to tell us what to like, what, what am I supposed to do? Right. Mm -hmm. What's the next thing I'm supposed to do? Mm -hmm. What is my assignment? How do I walk into it? And so we're looking at him like a, um, not a taskmaster, but like someone to give us instruction of the next assignment we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But I, I think a huge part of being led by Holy spirit in a fuller way is not just Holy spirit. What am I supposed to do? And I'm going to empty myself out so that you can show me, but Holy spirit, um, what kind of person do you need to make me into mm -hmm. so that I can actually complete my, that assignment so that I'm prepared for it? I'm equipped for it. What is it that you need to, um, um, excavate out of me? <laughs> what is it that you need mm -hmm. to put in me? What is it you need to develop in me? And I think sometimes we can really neglect that part of, um, Holy spirit leading us into truth because it's, um, there's a preparation that has to happen. And that's, I think, a lot where the the hard work is. It's not just like, well, you know, it's not just goal-oriented or task-oriented. Tell me mm -hmm. what the next thing is and I'll do it. Check. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, just tell, just tell me and then I, and then I got it. Right. Right? Then I yeah. got it from there. But actually, I have to be formed into something to be able mm -hmm. to yeah. actually do what it is you prepared me for. Prepare me for what you prepared 
for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a question for you. It may be a difficult question to answer. Mm-hmm. might not even understand it, but is there, a, it's along these lines, is there a difference between being led by Holy Spirit and being managed by Holy Spirit? Do we look to for the Holy Spirit to manage our lives or to lead our lives? That's a I wanted to I'll address this because yeah. something the Lord's showed me a lot is the biggest enemy of the Holy Spirit is the religious spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not even the irreligious spirit. And the religious spirit says, yeah, what do I need to do for the power of God to be in my life? What do I need to do for the blessing of God to be in my life? Mm-hmm. What is that checklist that Liz mm-hmm. mentioned? What's What's next? I'm not being managed very well by God. And I do this all the time. I'm like, what's the next thing? Like, how come, you know, mm-hmm. what, what am I missing? Why am I failing? What, you know, and that's a religious mindset. And mm-hmm. it's, um, it can be a mindset. There can be an influence of a religious spirit. We won't get into that. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll do a podcast on deliverance or something. Yeah. Something um, like that. But we need to be <laughs> delivered from that because it's, it's evil. It's, it's not just like, oh, cool. A moral person wants to do everything that God wants. The spirit of God is the spirit of grace. And he's like, I'm here to help you. <laughs> I'm here to fill you. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to support you. I'm actually here to comfort you. I'm not here to be like, okay, here's what we're doing today. Get on it now. And here's what you need. Oh, you failed that one. Oh, task number five was only 99% complete. That's, that's right. just not so you turn, how he is. You he's turn being kind of led spirit. by the spirit into a religion. He's not a, he's not a punishing, tormenting spirit. He's yeah. a spirit of grace and mercy. That's, that's what the word says that he is. Yeah. And I think also you can have a great working relationship with Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're yeah, talking about like this, yeah. um, some other place, but, um, where you can get really good at like operating in your gifts and prophesying and, you know, being, being led by Holy Spirit. Who's working who? <laughs> and, but, ne- but never actually take the time to be in relationship with uh, him mm-hmm. and commune with him. Right. And that I believe, I mean, Doing the things is fine and it's good, right? If we're we're being obedient and all of that, but we can yeah. never forget the most important thing. God's number one priority is relationship. Mm-hmm. And anything we're doing has to be to build relationship, to build relationship with him, with each other, with the body of Christ, to bring people into relationship. And if we're not communing with Holy Spirit, if we're not actually, my purpose is to be one with him mm-hmm. and where it's not like this separate entity that's leading me along and just pointing at things. I'm like, yeah, yeah, got it. No, we're actually like, we're walking together. We're communing together. Um, and everything I do flows out of that place. Then it just, it does. It just becomes this, um, he just becomes this separate thing that in, that tells me what to do sometimes and helps me look good in my ministries. So you miss then in that process, you miss what Jesus was saying, right? That, Hey, he's not just with you. He's going to be, in you. In other words, yeah. he's he is actually wanting to express himself in and through us so that when we get the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. when we get the spirit of God actually leading us, mm-hmm. then what we tend to do most of the time will be what he really wants. Yeah. Not, you know, and it's right. not just like you say these that's what I was saying about the managed thing versus right. the led thing because mm-hmm. you know i can manage your life okay do this now do that now do this now and you're you're not actually being developed mm-hmm. into anything other than somebody that needs to be managed at all times right. and meanwhile god is like hey I, you know i in me you live and breathe and have your being everything about me is 
is in you is you manifesting who I am. Yeah. Bringing to light into this world this, where you're being the glory of the Lord here in the earth mm-hmm. because you I don't just shine a reflection off of you. I manifest through you. And that to me is Holy Spirit. That's Mm -hmm. being led by Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's not just knowing a bunch of stuff and knowing, okay, he likes that, doesn't like this, likes that, doesn't like that. That's part of it. But that's like a very fundamental part of it as opposed to being actually with him yes, and actually manifesting him in the things we do because like you know jesus said you know what you know you've seen me you've seen the father i do everything that pleases the father i'm not saying the father's there going jesus do that jesus do this you know he's (laughs) like no this is i'm a natural expression of the father yeah Uh, we should be a natural expression of holy spirit Yes. Who, you know, and that's where the love, joy, and peace and the Holy that's Spirit really comes from. Yeah. Well, and there's, there's, we need to have an eternal perspective because sometimes I, we get so focused on what we're doing here and now and the ministries and, you know, what am I going to accomplish by the end of my life? I need Holy Spirit to lead me in my life, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. there, that's such a short, that's such a small part of your, your existence with the Lord and your relationship with the Lord. And, um, Holy Spirit, you know, all of the Godhead, they want relationship. They're building into us and teaching us how to be in relationship with them now in preparation for etern- eternal relationship, mm-hmm. you know? And so if that, um, if we can get that perspective, it takes us so far beyond just what do I need to accomplish? What do I need to what, prepare me for my ministries? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not Holy Spirit prepare me for my ministries. It's Holy Spirit prepare me to spend eternity with you and to learn how to be in relationship with you well. And whatever task I'm assigned, that's awesome. It flows out of my relationship, but it never supersedes it. Mm-hmm. It never comes in before that place because that's not actually my goal. My goal is not to have a great ministry that's anoint, you know, Holy Spirit led. Right. My goal is to be in complete relationship with God himself. And, and that's it. Yeah. No. Now we're kind of getting no. down to the so core. A lot of that's a lot of that's maturity, right? Like walking with God, not as a toddler being directed to do everything, but as a mature son mm-hmm. having a friendship with your dad. You know, and he's he's bringing us to that place. Um, I just did have one thought where you said, like, does the Spirit ever manage you, or does the Spirit ever drive you? It did say that the Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. Yeah, and I think we'll have a podcast on this. We're going through the trial of, of our faith. There oh, yeah. are times that the Holy Spirit really puts the spur in you. Yeah, and he's like, okay, it's time to it's time Wait, to obey. Like you know, Paul, for, right? It's hard for you to uh, kick against the yeah. the goods. So I don't there. want us to be I don't want us to be so nice about it because he is a spirit of grace. I already said that. Um, but sometimes um, his means of grace are not the most pleasant. And you can't decline it just because it's not resonating with you of, yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, thanks, Dad. This is this is great. I'm glad we get to go oh, here. Totally. And you're like, no, he's like, no, son, do this now. Right. Like right. there's no more delay. Time to go. So there is like an urgency in the Holy Spirit. Um, and I think we feel that a lot where our anointing is, if it's prophecy or evangelism or you know, mm-hmm. things that we're called to do a lot, we can be like, <clears throat> okay, yeah, like, it's time. It's time to go. You almost are like snorting, like the Bible says, yeah. like because okay, yeah. like, the Holy Spirit will swell in you and, and fill yeah. you to do those things. Absolutely. So we we need to have our experience um, in line with the Word, and, and and not just say like, well, the Lord is, He just wants me to, you know. Uh, right. So it's good to have balance. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I believe the Holy um, Spirit also because He's a teacher, right? He leads and teaches. 
um, like any good teacher, they need to prod their student. Yeah. Right. They can't just be like, yeah. Oh, you're so good. Oh, you're so good. Oh, you're so good. And, you know, then, but sometimes if we're not prodded, we don't move up to the next place that he wants us to be in where he wants us to reside. Mm -hmm. So this has been a wonderful podcast actually in so many ways. Um, and, um, Liz, I want you to take us out of this podcast by Holy Spirit. I want you to be led by Holy Spirit. If God's putting something on your heart for people listening here or something that God might be giving you through all this for people, how they can tangibly um, relate to Holy Spirit and have that time with him mm -hmm. and um, whatever you feel. Okay. And then just take us on out. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I just want you all to remember you are perfectly designed. Yeah to hear from Holy Spirit and to commune with him is uh, if you have the spirit of God, if you're a believer, you've accepted the Lord as your savior. Uh, if you haven't, now is a good time to do that. He's a good father. He's a wonderful friend, but he desires to make his home with you and to never leave you. That's one of the best things about Holy Spirit is he said he would never leave us, yeah. never forsake us, yeah. never leave us without help and without hope. So um, invite him in. If you've received him, receive him again. Receive him in his fullness. Yeah. He um, He's wonderful. So I'm just going to pray. Father, we just thank you. Mm. Jesus, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank yeah. you. We love you so much. Thank you for being such a good guide. Thank you for being uh, the one that fills our breath, uh, fills our lungs with your breath and with your inspiration. And um, I just pray for those who are listening that they would step into a new place of encounter with you. Mm that you would lead them into a place beyond their understanding, beyond what they've experienced, beyond the place of even emotion, and bring them into a surety with you where they know that they're hearing your voice, that they learn how to hear you more clearly, and that then they would take the steps to be guided into the fullness of truth. I thank you that you are preparing them, that you are equipping them, that you are leading them, uh, not into destruction, but into a good place, into the place that they're designed for. And even when that means being emptied and being pressed, that it's a good work and that you are in, the, uh, in them and with them through that process. So Holy Spirit, we are so thankful for you. Thank you, Jesus, for sending him. Thank you, Father. We love all of you and we uh, receive all of you. And we just ask, Lord, for a greater um, a greater encounter, a greater realization, a greater revelation of what it means to be led by your spirit. Yes. So we thank you, Lord. We bless all those who are hearing today. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, go to spiritschoolofministry.com.